Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, I'm going to try and be as nice as possible, but we've evaluated a lot of players from the 2023 Phillies, and now it's time for Jake Cave's evaluation, a fan favorite uh, to make fun of on Twitter, I suppose. Yeah, it's not going to be the nicest evaluation. I'm going to try and be as professional as possible, but we're going to break down his 2023 season and why the Phillies need a major upgrade on the bench over Jake Cave. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Thank you so much for checking us out. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. I really appreciate everyone who's done that already. We're over 2,000 subscribers. If you haven't done it yet, you get notifications when new episodes are posted. It takes two seconds to subscribe. It costs you no money. It's super easy to do. So really appreciate it if you would go ahead and do that on the YouTube channel. After you get done watching this episode, of course, because I know you're all dying to hear what I have to say about Jake Cave's 2023 season. First, I got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Fandle. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit Fandle.com slash locked on to get started. And Jake Cave is the subject of today's episode. I promise I'd evaluate everybody. We're going to evaluate Jake Cave. Now, here's a little disclaimer before we get into the nuts and bolts of his 2023 season. Jake Cave was never brought here to be a starter. Jake Cave was never brought here to be an impact player. Jake Cave is not that guy. He is still a professional baseball player. He has had himself a solid career for just, I mean, in general. When you're in the majors for five years, that's a sign that you've done at least something right. Right. So I'm not here to tell you that Jake Cave needs to be in single A or never play professional baseball again. Right. No, I'm not going to be disrespectful to the man. He is a professional athlete. He's a major league baseball player. He's one that probably shouldn't get a lot of time for the Philadelphia Phillies in any season, much less a season where they're competing for a World Series. So let's break down his 2023 season, run through a couple numbers here when it comes to what he put together coming off the bench and sometimes starting for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2023. Now, he appeared in 65 games for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2023. That's far too many because the numbers will show you when you look at his batting average, he had a minus 0.2 war. He had a negative war. That's already a sign of a bad season, but a 212 batting average. And you might say, well, first year in Philly, kind of in a weird spot, wasn't expecting to play as much. Maybe that's an anomaly compared to what he's done. In 2022 with the Minnesota Twins, he had a 213 batting average. In 2021 with the Minnesota Twins, he had a 189 batting batting average. In fact, he's never hit better than 265 in his career, and that was way back in 2018. He's just he's he's not that good of a player on the major league level. He's he's not home runs. He had five. All right, cool. A little bit of pop, I guess. He had 39 hits and 184 bats. That's 
downright miserable, to be honest. Eight doubles. So eight extra base, or I guess when you look at eight doubles, one triple, five homers. So you do some quick math there. That's 14 extra base hits in 184 at-bats. The pop isn't there. Um, he struck out 55 times. That's just that's miserable. And honestly, 21 RBIs. He's just – you look at the numbers and you say, okay, 212 batting average, 272 OBP, 348 slugging. 620 OPS. It's just, he's a guy that has not really added anything to this team. Is he solid defensively? Yeah, he is. He is solid defensively. He's a solid defensive outfield option. But when you look at a bench that is going to have Christian Pache, or I mean, just look at the team Christian Pache, Johan Rojas, Brandon Marsh. Those are three plus defenders at the major league level. Rojas is a plus plus defender. Christian Pache and Brandon Marsh are both plus defenders. You could talk about the offense of each and every one of those guys. That's not the point I'm making. If Jake Cave's calling card is his defensive prowess, well, Pache's better, Rojas better, Marsh better, and you have Castellanos already cemented in right field. So for two spots, you have three better defenders, and they all might be better hitters than Jake Cave, too, if I'm being honest with you. He just... I don't understand what he brings to this ball club. It's kind of an office space moment of what exactly do you do here? And every manager, it seems, has one of those guys, right? We see this all the time in Philadelphia. We see this all the time everywhere. Every coach, every manager, every person who makes roster decisions in professional sports will come across a guy in their career or a guy multiple times in their career, just seems yearly for some, where they just have a player that they really like for some reason that seems imperceptible to the fan base. And Rob Thompson's guy was Jake Cave. Just kept trotting him out there. I don't get it. And I know there are points where you didn't have a lot of great options due to some injuries, and Kyle Schwarber wasn't a good defensive option out there in left field, so you kind of got to play him somewhere. It, it just – the Phillies were forced because of a lack of – Depth at points in the outfield. Pache was on the injured list a lot. Rojas only came up later on in the season. That They almost had to play Jake Cave. Bryce Harper being injured didn't help that because he wasn't available. So Kyle Schwarber had to play left. and You, you had a situation where Bryce Harper was DHing, which forced Schwarber into the field, which meant Jake Cave had to try sometimes to potentially get out there to alleviate that it was just such a weird season injury wise that he played more games than he's probably ever going to play again in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform but if I remember correctly I think he made the last out of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies he was your pinch hit option in game seven and I don't think the Phillies were winning that game regardless but the fact that Jake Cave was the guy you turned to with your final at bat of the year just shows you the depth on this team is not where it needs to be he had a very bad 2023 season compared to what you'd expect from a major league player. I mean, just for comparison, go ahead and check out the episode we did on Edmundo Sosa. That's what a bench bat on a professional contending team is supposed to look like. That is a guy that you can trust to play the field, hit a little bit, have some clutch at bats, really be undervalued. And he's under team control for a long time. Now, Jake Cave is under team control until the 2026 offseason. So he's going to probably be here a little bit. We're going to have a conversation in our final segment about what exactly you do with him in 2024. But ultimately, Jake Cave's season in 2023 was a major disappointment for a guy that probably shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. It's one of the 
black marks on Rob Thompson's 2023 managerial season. He was partially hamstrung by the fact that there were some major injuries that you had to deal with, with Pache missing a lot of the season, Harper and his UCL and the return from Tommy John and battling that. Reese Hoskins at first base, which made it complicated with guys that you needed to play first base. You couldn't really have as many outfield options because you needed more infield options because you needed someone to step in at first base who you weren't prepared to have when the season started. So I get it. I'm not totally ripping Rob Thompson for the way he used JK, but I'm partially ripping Rob Thompson because this dude just frankly is not a major league baseball player on a contending team. He might be in Oakland or Vegas or wherever they're going to end up playing. He might be in Kansas City. He might be in Washington. But in Philadelphia, where you're trying to compete for a World Series, you can't afford to have bench bats like J.K. You just can't. And uh, (laughs) I'm trying not to be mean to the guy because I think he's a solid dude. He is also the oldest-looking 31-year-old in the history. Can you believe he's 31? Yeah, the gray beard and everything like that. Only 31 years of age. So he's not an aging player per se, but he's just a guy that's had enough sample size at the major league level to tell you he's not going to be a difference maker on this team, even coming off the bench. He's a guy that's hurting this baseball team. He's a guy that you need to majorly upgrade on in 2024. So uh, let's talk through coming up as we continue this episode, a little bit more reasoning as to why the Phillies need a major upgrade and what that upgrade should look like. Not a specific player, but what the makeup of that player should be. So we're going to go through that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about FanDuel, my friends over at FanDuel. You can score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Think about how easy it would be as a new customer to cash that 150 bucks. The Eagles play the Cardinals coming up at Lincoln Financial Field this weekend. Seems to be a game, even with all the Eagles' struggles, that they should win. You could bet $5 on that, and if you bet that on the money line, I don't know, you might make $3 back, right, a total of $8. Or you could do this new promo, $5 on the money line. If the Eagles win and you bet on them, $150. You don't have to bet on the Eagles, though. You can bet on any team. So go ahead and check it out. Pick your best odds. Take care of business. The app's so easy to use, too. You can find all the bets you need to. There's a wide range of betting options, too. You can bet player props, parlays, spreads, over-unders, the aforementioned money line. You bet futures. All of that great stuff's available on FanDuel Sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and keep the NFL season going. Make some money. What do you say? FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Let's continue with the conversation about why the Phillies need a major upgrade to J.K. So you can't have a guy batting 212 without pop. That's uh, not a major defensive upgrade compared to some of the other bench bats you have. It's probably a defensive downgrade compared to Pache, Rojas, and Marsh. You just, like, you need to upgrade that position. You need to have an outfield bat with pop, Right. You have one for sure in Kyle Schwarber, but he's not going to be playing outfield this year. He's going to be DHing. You have another one most of the time in Nick Castellanos. Maybe not the most consistent hitter, but he showed that he can, when he gets hot, make a huge difference in the power game at the plate. So that's two. And then Brandon Marsh has shown a little bit. Johan Rojas, I'm going to talk about this in an episode later this week. There are some pictures on his Instagram account of him looking absolutely jacked 
to the gills. Dude looks yoked. It might have been because he was a little sweaty. Um, but and that always, you know, that's why you put baby oil on if you're a bodybuilder. It shows off the muscle a little bit, but he looks jacked. Maybe he'll show a little bit more pop. Christian Pache, I don't know what you're getting from him. But the point is you have some pop in the starters in the outfield, but when you look at the bench, you really didn't have anyone that was, frankly, and I I think the Phillies fan base gets a little caught up with this guy, right? You think about 2008, you think about pop off the bench, there's only one name that comes to mind, Jeff Jenkins. No, I'm kidding. It's Matt Stairs. Matt Stairs is the prototypical, like when Phillies fans talk about, oh, we need a Matt Stairs guy. It's just going to come in, veteran hitter, a lot of power, chance to hit the ball out of the yard anytime he steps to the plate. And maybe in a big series, and that was hit against the Dodgers, who could be a playoff opponent this year with all of the moves that they've made. Uh, like it just reminds the fan base of the good year of 2008 and how they won the World Series. Now, I'm not saying you need a typical Matt Stairs guy, but you need someone in that mold. I would want a veteran hitter, a guy that's been in the league five years or more. So, someone that's proven that they can consistently hit the ball, and hit the ball for power. You need someone who not necessarily has to be able to field their position all that well. I know what you're thinking. Bring in more defensive ineptitude. Well, you look at the outfield and you say, Castellanos, when he comes in and to his left, which is how the analytics have him playing now, has been pretty solid defensively. Marsh is good defensively. Rojas is elite defensively. Pache has been good defensively. I mean, you can get a job done defensively out there in the outfield, and maybe they bring in someone who's – uh, another defensive option as well, a guy that can play multiple positions, maybe a Kike Hernandez type dude. But even if you get someone who's just a pure power hitter, I think you have enough defense in the outfield to exist through the 2024 season. So the mold is power hitter in the outfield. It could be a right-handed bat. I don't have an issue with that at all because you have a lefty power stick in Schwarber, one in Harper, and – as far as righties that consistently hit home runs, Castellanos kind of does. JT Ramuto, when he gets hot, can. But really, your big right-handed power bat was Reese Hoskins. I'd want a righty outfielder with pop, a guy that's hit 20 home runs in a season before, a guy that's hit maybe 25 home runs in a season before. And those guys don't just grow on trees. But I'm not so much worried about the defense. I'm worried about the ability to hit in small sample sizes. And regardless – Whoever you bring in, if they play 65 games like Jake Cave did this year for the Philadelphia Phillies, that's mismanagement by Rob Thompson. I think you have enough talent in the outfield. I really do. Unless it's, again, Kike Hernandez does not fit this mold. He would be above and beyond. A guy that's more versatile and more proven than that, that's been a starter multiple times in his career with some really good organizations, that would be a guy that I'd be fine with playing 60 to 70 times. But if we're looking at the Matt Stairs prototype as just a general framework for what the major upgrade would be over Jake Cave, that would be a guy that wouldn't have to play all that much, 35, 40 appearances in the year, but does his job when he's called upon. When you need a late home run, you've got a guy on the bench that can go out there and try and get it for you, a swing for the fences type of guy. In a game that's become obsessed with power, I can't believe the Phillies have gone the past two seasons without truly having that guy off the bench, but they have, and that's something they've been missing. Depth that gives you good pinch-hitting options. And at this point, the Phillies have proven they're committing to filling in the gaps in the roster, and they've done a wonderful job. The Trey Turner in, uh, 
Trey Turner signing added to the infield. The Castellanos and Schwarber signing cemented the outfield and added some power. Bryce Harper coming back is great. Him filling in at first base cements the infield. Bohm, Stott, Romuto round that out. I mean, they're a pretty ironclad lineup when you look at filling in the gaps. The gaps that exist still are rounding out the bullpen, and I think the bullpen's already in a pretty solid spot, and adding bench depth. And the number one spot they need to do that is replacing the Jake Cave innings, the Jake Cave games from last year with a player who's more capable of playing in those spots. A better hitter who's not going to hit 212 is also going to show off some pop. And hell, you can get a guy that bats 212. But what you can't do is you can you can't get a guy that hits 212 and hits five home runs. You're going to get a guy that hits 212. You need him hitting 20 home runs. You need him hitting home runs consistently when they get opportunities to spot start or pinch hit or anything like that. You need a home run specialist from the right side of the plate. That would be who I'd go out and look for. And again, this is just, it's all because Jake Cave is not good enough to be an everyday role player for this team. And that sounds oxymoronic, everyday role player, but that's kind of what he was in 2023. I know he only played 65 games, but if you needed somebody, he was their number one option off the bench for the outfield. And that's, that's frankly, just, it's just not good enough guys. You saw it. I saw it. He, it's not, he deserves to be out of the league. Like, I'm not going to go that far. And I know some people feel that way about Jake Cave. I'm not going to go that far. And he's going to be on the team for a while, unless he's traded somehow in some part of a deal. I don't know what that deal would look like or who they'd be tracking down. There's a chance that's a move because he's under team control until 2026. But the point is he doesn't really have the ability to be playing on a championship contending roster as often as he did in 2023. And part of that fault falls on Rob Thompson, but part of that is also just circumstantial. You can't fill every hole every season. And this offseason, that's the next one that needs a major upgrade is what you do on the bench in outfield spots and for power hitters. So that's my explanation of why the Phillies need a major upgrade of that position and a little bit of a, I'm trying to be as nice as possible to JK, but that's frankly where it stands when you look at his 2023 season and what he didn't bring in a spot that could have been super valuable to the Philadelphia Phillies coming up. Here's the question. Let's say you majorly upgrade. What do you do with JK in 2024? We'll discuss that as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Phillies. It's a great question, right? Uh, okay, so if he doesn't play, he's under team control, what do you do with Jake Cave in 2024? I think there's a relatively simple answer. I hope he likes Lehigh Valley because if you bring in Kike Hernandez, who else on the bench are you looking at to send down? You're not going to move in Mundo Sosa down. You're not going to move well, – unless Rojas goes down because he can't figure out the hitting. But I have faith that Rojas is going to figure it out. I, I do. I think he's going to be a part of this roster. I don't know if he starts, but I think he's going to be a part of this roster. This is assuming they sign somebody else. So I'll just run through real quick. I'm going to pull up the 2023 NLCS championship roster, and I'll read you the guys that were coming off the bench. And you tell me who else could potentially end up in the minor leagues um, for the Philadelphia Phillies. Because I don't really know that there's another option besides Jake Cave. So uh, we're just specifically looking at the players off the bench. Edmundo Sosa was the only infielder coming off the bench. In the outfield, it was Jake Cave and Christian Pache. There just weren't that many guys. And now that's a 23-man roster. 
uh, or sorry, 26 man roster, idiot. 26 man roster. So that's on par with what you got in the regular season. I, I just, I don't see a situation where Jake caves on this team next year, at least the major league team. You could put him in the minors. He could be a guy that gets called up if injury happens, or if Rojas isn't a starter, you could have Jake cave as a bench piece again, which I would not like, but you could potentially have to do it. If Rojas doesn't prove that he's capable of playing on this team and you don't significantly upgrade in the outfield through free agency. Cause there's no guarantee the Phillies are going to do that. I like to believe Dave Dombrowski sees the problem with the guy batting 212, but maybe it's an oversight and maybe they go into the season as is if they did, he certainly could be on this team, but I think more likely than not, Jake Cave is going to end up in Lehigh Valley to uh, to start the 2024 season. He'll get his bats down there, and he'll be ready and waiting if the Phillies hit dire straits. But short of hitting dire straits, I do think Jake Cave's time with the Philadelphia Phillies at the major league level is over, at least in the current contention window. Who knows? He's here till 2026, so we'll see what this season holds and the next one and who's still here and who goes. There are already rumors about Nick Castellanos' future with this team earlier on this offseason. I don't think he's going anywhere. I never thought he was, but if the Phillies change their mind on that, maybe Jake Cave gets called back up to fill a bench spot when someone gets moved into the starting spot, like Christian Pache. I don't know that. That's what the future holds. But my guess would be that Jake Cave is going to be with Lehigh Valley to start the 2024 season or he'll be granted his release at some point and not be a part of this team any further, and the Phillies can fill that spot with somebody else. He just doesn't seem to make sense with this team. He doesn't add enough, really, in any spots that the Phillies either aren't already strong or the spots that he's being requested to play well in, which is hitting in big spots. And I I just, again, it goes back. My main thought on the JK 2023 season is the office-based line of, what exactly is it that you do here? That's what I think when I think about Jake Cave. Doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to play Major League Baseball somewhere. I'm just going to guess that it probably won't be in Philadelphia in 2024. That's my thoughts. Uh, Our next episode, our final player evaluation that we're going to break down. Christian Pache will be the last one that we do. He's a very interesting one because I am much higher on Christian Pache than it seems like anybody else is in the fan base. And I have my reasoning as to why, and it has nothing to do with his numbers. What well, has a little to do with his numbers. But we'll break that down in the next episode. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure, again, you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. I really appreciate it. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this has been another wonderful episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.